Welcome to the world of Pokemon. What's your name? Are you a boy or a girl? The fuck's my grandson's name? <laughs> All the important questions. Welcome to Daycare Ditto's, the first episode of a podcast about Pokemon. My name is Dave. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I am joined here uh, with two very special people. Somebody say something. Hi, my name is Peter. Professor Peter. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm not a professor, unfortunately. Are you at least an ace trainer? We, we can go with that, sure. <laughs> I'm like a Pokemaniac, one that's like wearing overalls that's part bottom half slowpoke for I, your like bottom half slowpoke fetish. <laughs> I always figured myself a super nerd because I'm in a, uh, I'm on all fours, just, just looking for my contact lens in the <laughs> bottom of Mount Moon. I just love that their glasses are glazed over. Like, is that something? I see it in anime a lot, too. And just something about, like, really dirty glasses adds to, like, the, uh, like, I, you know, like, your character probably, like, huffs the butt area of my character's slowpoke. It's like, <laughs> it's one thing. To, like, if I had the slowpoke mouth, they would be like, well, I don't want to kiss it. Let's just keep the slowpoke ass. But... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just, you know, the the glasses are so uh, dirty from all of the non-cleaning they're doing because the only thing they're thinking about is Pokemon, and I can totally respect that. I think we, all three of us, probably have a lot of dirty glasses due to um, a, a world of Pokemon and a lifelong obsession. Yeah, my, uh, my lens popped out today. I was just going to say, I'm cleaning my glasses as, as we speak. <laughs> And I'm just keeping them on, riding them tight and dirty. But, um, yeah, so we are calling this Meeting of the Minds for Pokemon. We have different perspectives, but one thing is that we've had a lifelong um, journey as trainers, breeders, and uh, whatever else there is in that list. So um, I guess this is our introductory podcast about what we want to do, where we decided to make a podcast completely plow through the Pokedex. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, what we're going to do is, um, you know, once a week, we're going to uh, take the next uh, Mon in the decks uh, that stands for Pokemon in the Pokedex. Which stands um, for Pocket Monsters in the Pocket Monster Dexatorium. Yeah. Uh, Dex is short for in Encyclodexium, uh, which is uh, a word in the <laughs> English language. I always thought it was short for Dexter on uh, AMC or USA Network. I don't know what that was on. Yeah. But. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, uh, Dexter actually predates Pokemon by many years. Uh, so, uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're going to go every single Pokemon starting at 001 Bulba Boy all the way to uh, the contested number of current Pokemon. Yeah, somewhere in the 800s. It's a little uh, absurd after a while, guys. I mean, I think once we get over to the, the later versions, we're going to be like, oh, my God. Hopefully one of us will die by that. <laughs> Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're current. They started with 150. Right now, I saw that they are at 896. Oh my god! If you count different forms, mega evolutions, and versions, they're technically at 980. 
Oh, wow. Look at your research already sh- uh, showing off. Uh, somebody has Google. <laughs> it's me. So let's let's do some introductions. So, um, Sarah, would you like to start? Not particularly. I'm not very original with these introductions, but yeah, okay. Um, you, well, you have a different sort of I flavor. Do. No, I in do. The Pokemon world. Because I, you know what? I didn't grow up with Pokemon. It wasn't like a like a super crazed thing for me uh, personally until I was. Uh, maybe like a teenager and then all of a sudden I, I started playing um pokemon on my ds i don't even remember which version at this point point. and like i was not into the battling or anything like that i was really really into just collecting pokemon and i became somebody that like was really obsessed about filling up the pokedex in its entirety so i really worked hard on filling up my pokedex anytime i played pokemon and then when Pokemon X and Y came out, I just went hog wild on it. And I think at that point it had about like 700 Pokemon. And let me tell you something. I have a live Dex that is current and it's still alive to this day of uh, every Pokemon that's available in X and Y. And uh, since then, I've just been crazy obsessed with Pokemon. And uh, I, I love it. I don't know. I can't I can't envision life without it. And I feel robbed that I didn't play it as a kid. Aw. Yeah, it... It's uh, it's it's something that's very formative for me, definitely. Um, I mean, uh, I guess I'll just go into it myself n- next if uh, if we're ready. Peter, take it away. <laughs> I um, uh, I I guess uh, Pokemon came out when I was in the fourth grade, and the fourth grade was very scary for me because I had just switched from a uh, private school to public school. And I was, uh, I was feeling, uh, very, uh, scared and alone. And, um, you know, I, at the, at the playground, the kids were all, uh, you know, circling around, uh, whoever was bringing their, uh, Game Boy onto the, the playground. And of course, you know, I, I like games. I liked games. I wanted to be included. I run up and I say, Hey, what are you guys playing? What is this? And they're like, Oh, it's, it's Pokemon. And I said, uh, I, I don't know anything about this. And of course, kids, they just want to tell you everything. They, they want you to, to, to be part of their world and to, to be the person who knows everything about Pokemon. So, um, you know, they, they, they show me a little bit about the game. They don't know anything. They, they're they just, they, they've picked it up for the first time just the other day too. Amateur um, hour. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just starting like, like Pokemon as a game is just starting. And, and, you know, of course somebody, somebody started the fire. Somebody got it first. They brought it into the schoolyard and, uh, yeah, I, it was, uh, Pokemon red and I don't really recall, uh, you know, where they were or, uh, who they were using. Um, but you know, all I knew is that this game looked dope and the idea of, uh, catching friends and there being 150 of them and, uh, they're all different and they evolve into something else and you don't know what they're, uh, who evolves or when they evolve or when they're going to learn their next move. I remember learning that Pokemon only could have four moves and it floored me and it, 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 <laughs> it ruined my day, really. <laughs> you were like, fucking, oh my God, I got to get rid of Tail Whip? Yeah. Like yeah. Well, what if I want to lower? More moves? Come on. <laughs> 
What? And you want me to have Flash because <laughs> of a dark cave? This is bullshit. Yeah, you don't actually need Flash if you know how to go around Rock Cave. Uh, Pokemon yeah, Pro I, tip. I wandered that cave for a full weekend and made it out without Flash. That's I get that badge. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I couldn't even make it out of uh, Mount Moon the first time. I was so lost. I killed many Zubats that day. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, I eventually got the game and I played the game and, um, I just wanted to, uh, train my strongest Pokemon and I, I could not for the life of me beat Pokemon Red that first time, uh, because I was so bad at it, but I just, over the years, I just, uh, researched and researched and Googled and went on all the websites I could. The generations came, I was like... Staying and so up, did we. Yeah, <laughs> staying up past midnight, seeing like what leaks were coming out of Japan. Um, you know, just uh, learning combos. Uh, you know, all this sort of in-game because I am a, a gentle soul and I do not like competition um, at all. Um, and you know, anytime I, I I try to fight somebody else in real life, it like I feel bad if I win. I feel <laughs> I feel fine if I lose. But like you know, I the the goal is to win. So my my goal in Pokemon is to to use the the just right Pokemon for the job, uh, so that it's it's just you know every every mon has their place. Every Every mon can 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 win in any situation, and that's sort of my passion is just like figuring out the mon for the job. Uh, I don't know why I'm calling them mons right now. I've never called them mons in my life. <laughs> well, mons is basically you know how like all rectangles are squares, but all squares are not rectangles. Yeah, absolutely. Mons can be Pokemon or Digimons actually yes that's as per webster's dictionary i do love digimons as well i don't i know very little about digimon no. but that'll be when we finish all the pokemon which will surely end at some point we can yeah. go through start all talking kabuterimons we'll be like 97 years old when this ends but that's cool i'm, I'm game with it yeah I, I, pokemon, um, yeah go ahead lost pokemon lost kind of its luster to a point and i remember when Pokemon was kind of like out of the the social eye, there was still people discussing Pokemon and still kind of like getting your information through the tight network of people that were still interested. And I think that's where we really clicked, Peter. Um, we had gym class together. Yeah, absolutely. That's and, a beautiful time. Yeah, and gym, uh, surprisingly, not the favorite class of most people into Pokemon um but we had a blast we played a lot of badminton and paddle ball and discussed a whole lot of different uh pokemon uh news you were the person that taught me about ivs and evs yeah i don't even really know how to explain it <laughs> but you did <laughs> yeah um, uh, those actually weren't even a thing until the third generation so but so my my uh Pokemon journey actually started with Toys R Us in a weird way. Um, so back when, so I grew up a family of three boys, them being the middle brother. Your poor and mother. I guess like, 
Toys R Us knew like, hey, these are the people we need to send this marketing shit to. So at a point, Toys R Us would send you a VHS, like a short VHS in the mail just to highlight a product or something coming out. So we ones that I strictly remember getting was Pokemon, Donkey Kong Country, and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh was strange. Uh, it was much later. We were older. But the Pokemon tape, which is still at my parents' house and is incredible, stars Ash's aunt, Ash Ketchum's aunt. And the one thing that blew me away about it is she discusses Pokemon. She talks about the game, the show that's going to be on Fox Kids soon. And in front of her is a table with the Tomy figures, which I've learned recently are, are a, huge, a lot of people collect. There's actually, if you check out on Instagram, Pocket Mobsters, uh, and there's Queen of Tomy. They, they collect these like crazy, the old ones that go for money. But the coolest thing about this to me is that it was a video game. There were toys tied into it. And you could really individualize yourself in the game. So it's like, you know, it's not like Mega Man X. We played so much as a kid. It's one of our favorite games. And it's like, oh, you know, to get to the end, you got to update all of your armor. And these are the specific powers you use. And you do this, 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 and this. There's no one way to beat Brock at the beginning of the game. And at the end of the game, everybody's team looks completely different. And I think that was the part that was so exciting to me because being the middle of, of three boys is it's just we're all going to have the same games. We're all going to have the same experiences. You have people to battle with. You have people to trade with, but everybody is going to have something different. And that will that's what was so cool, because starting every single game of every generation, when we all live together, everybody picked a starter. And it yeah. just worked perfectly like that. And then the big thing was every time they evolved once, we all needed to get our cables out and trade in a, a little triangle to make sure that our Pokedex were filled. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then from there, that was a, a big, big deal. Played all of them. Um, I kind of fell out around Ruby Sapphire. At that point, I was in high school. Uh, but then Sam Goody went out of business and made sure to pick up Emerald and got back into it. Played that for most of my junior and senior year. Of I remember school. you bringing in your micro and me thinking, wow, that micro is the coolest system I've ever seen in my life. He had it clipped to his uh, like belt buckle today. And I thought it was the most adorable thing in the world. Not just that, because Dave is adorable, but because the micro my, is incredible. That my boss is, is mean. Tight. My boss is mean. <laughs> and she was mean to me, and I knew I was going to have to sit in a server closet all day. So I brought my Game Boy Micro with uh, the fire red version that we're, I'm doing a Nuzlocke version of. I thought you were going to say nice. that, like, she told you to take it off your belt buckle, and I would have been like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, no, nah, that's called fashion. That's called fashion. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then from there, I played Pokemon with a small group of friends and discussed it with a small group of friends, including Peter. Um but I think, you know, it's just since then, it's always been a thing for me. Uh, we, we decided we want you guys to learn something from this podcast. Uh -oh. So every single episode, we're going to be going into a different Pokemon, like we said, different Pokemon set of evolution, a family, if you were. But I figured now would be a good time to go into Pokemon or pocket monsters as uh, a whole. So... We all know a good 
good amount, but I went into the origins, uh, going back to Satoshi Tajiri. Do you guys know about this dude? No. Uh, is he is he the OG Pokemon creator? He's OG, and his story behind Pokemon rules. Because he could have been a Pokemon character, like in the the TV show. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think I think I know what you're gonna say, but of course we don't like uh, put uh, our our combined knowledge uh, into each other's heads before we start recording this. So I'm gonna let you take the the lead on this because you did the research on this guy. But I, if you have anything to add, please add. Okay, I will. We're just going to vibe it and keep it tight. So uh, so Satoshi grew up in Machida, uh, which was then a rural area that now has been kind of engulfed by the city of Tokyo. Um, so living in a rural area in like 60s, 70s growing up, there was nothing really to do. So he kind of just wandered around and collected bugs like aggressively. Ew. Uh, and yeah, so he collected bugs to the point where everybody in his grade school uh, called him the bug guy. Cute. That's and Mr. Cute. Bug. Yeah. yeah, that's something that you want to be called. Definitely. Of course, you want to be called Mr. Bug. And his only wish as a child was to become an entomologist um, until he discovered video games in high school. Where in the 80s, he almost flunked out of high school because he kept ditching just to spend the whole day in the arcade. Yeah, video games are the death of uh, creativity, uh, for sure. But it helped out because um, after that, he decided not to go to college and instead later went to Tokyo Tech College, uh, a trade school, and he went for electronics. Um, And while he was going there, he kept his love of video games alive by creating a poorly photocopied fanzine uh, that he stapled and copied himself. And that was named Game Freaks. Oh, heard of it? Uh, Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, In fact, (laughs) I always get a little confused when I remember that uh, Game Freaks is, is tightly associated with Pokemon because, you know, obviously you just think nintendo now mm-hmm. um yeah and i'm still a little bit fuzzy on the uh the uh the breakdown of that which is something that uh <laughs> we'll go into later maybe if i remember to think about oh, yeah. that so game freak creature another company and nintendo um all basically merged together to form the pokemon company okay later but um he then his zine his little photocopy zine got the attention of somebody who he soon befriended ken uh tugamori sorry i'm butchering these names and together they got really into programming after he got his famicon which he took apart multiple times and then learned to program and basically develop games in the same language and then turned game freak from a zine into a dev company in 1989 Oh, wow. Crazy. Just because they were super into it. Yeah. Um, And then as a dev company, uh, they were mentored by, if you've ever heard of him, Shigeru Miyamoto. (laughs) Uh, So Nintendo kind of mentored them and helped them, Game Freak, release a few games for the Game Boy, um, like Mario and Yoshi. 
So that was in the early 90s, um, and he really wanted to build a game based around his childhood, his love of collecting, discovering, um, being in nature, and kind of putting everything together. and Getting Pokemon, nicknames. Yeah, when he was Mr. Bug. Yeah. Think about it. I just like in my head every time I think of Satoshi, I can only see any of the trainers sprite from Verdian. Yeah, bug catcher sprites. sprites. Bug catcher sprites. Yeah. Uh so they backed the idea of Pokemon and it took 6 years to develop and it nearly bankrupted their company. Oh wow. But in 1996 they released Pokemon uh red and green yeah the game boy yeah red and green uh not to be confused with red and blue which a blue version did come out in japan later but only as kind of like a a nod but uh and just the same way that we got green we got leaf green in the u.s um but yeah it's pretty crazy so uh from there from those humble beginnings it became this blew my mind. Pokemon is the highest grossing media franchise of all time. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that at all. I don't know. I think of Marvel. I think of star Wars. I think of like, so this is what blew my mind. So right now, um, the estimated total revenue of Pokemon is $100 billion. Well, okay. But think about it like this. They have an anime, they have games, they have merchandise, they have so, so many avenues of, of revenue that I'm, I'm not surprised by that figure at all. I mean, they're, they're, uh, it's always been gotta catch them all. There's mm-hmm. so many things, uh, every evolution, every, every Pokemon, every, um, every, every trainer, every world, everything, um, has, has something associated with it, a game, uh, a book, a trading card, a playing oh, card, cards, yeah. a uh, plush, a uh, gold-plated Burger King uh, <laughs> card, um, movies. Like, I'm just looking at my shelf right now, and I'm just thinking about all the revenue that's on my shelf. I've got Pokemon cards. I've got plush. I've got uh, games. I've got systems. I've got, like, everything related to Pokemon we right there on my that. shelf is probably over over two hundred dollars as a as a millennial if i didn't spend all of my money on avocado toast and pokemon (laughs) i'd be a homeowner with five children already oh my god you couldn't have said it better Yeah. yeah i wouldn't be able to afford any of my pokemon plushies if it wasn't for my only fans account uh but the thing that's crazy about this you have to think about pokemon has only been around since 1996 yep so that's a hundred billion dollars from 1996 on. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about how Pokemon's cornered every single market. Do you know who's cornered every market more than Pokemon and falls at number two for highest grossing media franchise? Uh, Hello Kitty. I believe oh, that. Jesus. Yeah. So Hello Kitty has Airstream trailers, teeth fillings, oh. handguns, <laughs> vibrators. <laughs> These are all, this is not to say, I'm not talking about Hello Kitty right now. I would love these things to be made as Pokemon as well. I mean, I'm Um, sorry, Dave, but I just found a Metapod vibrator online. (laughs) I think Diglett would be the best choice. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, I think everybody agrees with you. Yes. Yeah, but. I don't know, that Metapod has a curve to it, you know? (laughs) Or maybe it's the, uh, the Kakuna. 
<laughs> it's ribbed for our pleasure. <laughs> but uh, Hello Kitty comes in at number two at only $86 billion. And that was kind of impressive, but I was like, okay, yeah, Hello Kitty's big all around the world. Uh, number four was Mickey Mouse and Friends. Okay. And that's what blows my mind because Mickey Mouse has been around forever. Yeah, but how many games has Mickey Mouse been in? Uh, Mickey's Magical Quest fucking slaps. Yeah, and Kingdom Hearts uh, is a, a, a beautiful and tight game. And it has everybody's favorite Final Fantasy character, Goofy. Goofy. <laughs> From Final Fantasy VII. Uh, but to put it all together, licensed merchandise, Pokemon, $67 billion. Holy Video cow. games have made $19.5 billion. The Pokemon card game has made $12 billion. Box office movies, $1.7 billion. The manga, $1.4 billion. Home entertainment, I guess that means the TV show. That is $863 million. And the volumes of manga, even separate from just the magazines, the manga magazines, $72 million. That's in 24 years, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, all a a result of a a guy catching bugs and then (laughs) nearly bankrupting himself because he had a dream. Yeah. Fuck I mean, you, Steve Jobs. I mean, that's... <laughs> this is cooler. That's that's the Japan dream right there. It really is. Red, white, and blue. Red, red oh, green, red, and white, blue. Red, green, and <laughs> blue. <laughs> so, yeah, so like we said, we had red and green released in 1996, February. And then much later, Pokemon Red and Blue came to North America and Australia in 1998. Um, so that original game sold total the red and blue and green sold for 30 they sold 31.37 million copies wow that's unheard of in video games and on top of that yellow which came out in 1998 sold 14.64 million million copies i think i have like three or four copies of yellow (laughs) so it does not surprise me you I think I, yeah, I have one yellow, two blue, and two red somewhere. You guys but. are gonna hate me, but I've never played red, blue, or green, and I think after this podcast, I'm gonna start. Yeah, we'll we'll fix you. <laughs> uh, but it's crazy, even that uh, this is still the second best selling video game franchise of all time. What's the first? Guess. Dragon Quest. Nope. Minecraft. Uh, nope. Oh geez, uh, is it Mario? Yep. Okay. Well, it's low-hanging fruit, but you got to think. Mario does everything. There's Mario Kart, Mario That's Tennis, true. Mario Baseball, Mario DMV, <laughs> Mario Hepatitis. Uh, <laughs> there's there's everything. But going back to, like, the, the amount sold, this is crazy because, like, you know, when it comes to sales, things were very different as it goes through the different, like, decade, even every five years, sales change. So look at Sword and Shield. That's something that can be sold hard copy, something that can be downloaded online, something that came out right around a pandemic where we're all stuck inside. Sword and Shield currently has sold 18.22 bil- uh, million copies. Copies. 18.22 million as opposed to red, blue, and green's 31.37 million. Wow. Yeah, I I had heard that Sword and Shield, uh, even though they've received like 
you know, a lot of hardcore fans are griping about some things. It's the it's selling like hotcakes. It is. So, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what, where my opinion of the, the newer generations are, uh, right now, because I, I mean, I always enjoy them, but I always have my gripes, but like, I'm just happy that Pokemon always seems to, you know, outperform and outdo itself because it's keeping, uh, it's keeping the dream alive. It's keeping it, you know. And I think too, it has to do with like, you know, there's a lot of Pokemon out there now. If you want to get your Pokemon fixed, you can get it in so many different ways. But back then, it was those games. And if you don't want your precious Charizard or like, oh, I only had this one Moonstone, my King, Like, it was not a weird thing to own red and blue and yellow. Yeah. I mean, I, I was guilty of it for X and Y. I owned both copies because I needed to have every single Pokemon possible at the time and uh the only way for me to confirm that i would do that without bothering everybody under the sun who maybe wasn't playing this game anymore was to buy both copies Mm -hmm. yeah i remember when i finally got wi-fi in my house and was able to connect my ds to the global trade network and i could uh save money by only buying one version and then putting things up for sale on uh the global trade network and or I was, the black market as Liam yeah. and taken would call it <laughs> and, and i said to myself uh stonks yes <laughs> <laughs> so pokemon games too that was the only thing that was out there for a little while until we got gold and silver even then that was game boy color uh, and then it started moving to other game systems. So we got Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, but Pokemon games span 10 Nintendo systems, also on mobile devices, the web, and PC, which th- I thought that was impressive because we got Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo 64, GameCube, DS, 3DS, Wii, Wii U, Switch. But this is what like really fucking blew my mind. There are eight generations of Pokemon and not including the two new downloadable contents, the armor aisle, everything putting in. There are 35 different versions of Pokemon. Okay. Guess how many total Pokemon games there are, though? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to guess 104. Sarah? I don't even have a number. I would guess like in the upper 80s or 90s. 122 Pokemon games exist. Damn. I was being like high end so that Sarah could uh, price is right rules. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't even think honestly, like in retrospect, I I, I definitely lowballed that. But you have to think this is every single game. So there's even an app right now, a game that helps kids brush their teeth. Get out. That's for, Pokemon? Yeah. Oh, for I need me, to check that out. I need some help there. <laughs> other than the version games, I could think of like, you know, the two GameCube games. There was uh, two on the N64. And then there was like, what? The 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 rescue teams and uh, the ones where... Uh, the, mystery, the mystery dungeon ones. Yeah, the dungeon. Mystery yeah. dungeon, Conquest, Ranger. Um, I mean, XD Gale of Gar- Darkness. Yeah, I sold I sold that game and I am I'm so upset because that game is really really valuable right now. 
I, mean, I have just, a copy. I bought it at a GameStop going out of business if you want to play. I do want to. I love that game. That was a fun game. Somewhere at mom and dad's house. I'll go go through it. But that's – and it's crazy because you don't even think about how – like to us, Pokemon is a color into now a, a weapon. But, <laughs> you know, it's all crystal. Still, Ooh, still, green, wa- but, still waiting for the gun version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the yellow for sure. I don't, uh, I don't know if they're doing that uh, – that marketing scheme anymore. No. And I think it makes more sense now that they have the downloadable content. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the world is changing, uh, the Pokemon change with it. It's, it's cool. Um, and then with that Pokemon became even bigger when Pokemon go was released in July of 2016. Um, you know, that Pokemon Go is probably the the reason why I really stuck with Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon Go, like, I'll be really transparent. Like, I was in a really bad place in that time in my life. And Pokemon Go, like, got me up and out and, like, actually uh, passionate about something again. And I am so, like, forever thankful for it. However, like, corny that sounds. Like, I, I played Pokemon Go until the pandemic started. Because, yeah. you know, naturally the pandemic really limits the amount that you can play Pokemon Go. But man, like Pokemon Go was like my jam forever. I, th- I think my brother is still playing it. Um, yeah. Pokemon Go, even though I never got into it, because um, like I, it was scary and new to me. Mm. And I wanted to go back to my comfort red and blue all the time, which I still always want to do. Same. It, it made me realize that... People loved Pokemon because it's a – I always kind of felt it was like a a nerd thing that I kept to myself and to my close friends. And it really brought front and center how many people really loved Pokemon and really had a, a deep connection to it. And it was like a, a, a gay pride parade for, <laughs> for Pokemon lovers. It was it was the most liberating thing that I'd I'd ever seen, and it, w- it was it was very nice. And it wasn't even just that; it, like it, it built on on community too. You know, like you connected with people that you never thought that you would connect with on a deeper level over over Pokemon. You know, and it, it was kind of a thing. It's like, hey, like let's go hang out and catch Pokemon, like you know, at, at the town center, and that was yeah. something that you just did. And it was really nice because especially for some for, for people like myself, who it's kind of hard to find that human connection with someone. It's it's really nice to that that Pokemon was something that I could bond with somebody over. Yeah, um, it is one of the most wholesome Reddit communities. I can tell you that. OK, it's incredible. People hold funerals for Pokemon Go people that may have passed away that were oh. in their groups. It's crazy the amount of, of dedication people have. I remember when Pokemon Go came out. It's a special moment when one of my best friends, who also him and his older brother, I'm going to shout out to Justin and Jason. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, Dr. Jason, excuse me, yeah. read about Pokemon in a gaming magazine, and they were so on top of Pokemon that they like pre-ordered the game and got it first day to play. Absolutely. So they were way ahead of the, the curve on Pokemon. That's so Jason and Justin. It they, sure is. They are the trendsetters. But then to go one step ahead to trendset for them, they we went to Dad Bar, a uh, place that is known in our zeitgeist and history, uh, to, to have some drinks. And Pokemon Go was released that night. 
and it was released the night he announced to our our other friends that he was having his first child. And at that same table where we were drinking gin and tonics, uh, I caught my first Charmander in Pokemon Go. (laughs) (laughs) And I was supposed to meet up with uh, somebody's friend's sister and and friends as like, this is my single sad days. And I talked about, they said they made their own kombucha. And I said, I had kombucha once. I thought it was iced tea. And then I thought it was full of dirt. And they said, it's very good for you. It's alive. And I said, that just scares me more. Excuse me. Wait, can that be a Pokemon? Excuse me. I need to go catch this Wigglytuff. (laughs) I think we need to talk to them. We need a kombucha Pokemon, right? All right. Like Nintendo, you heard it from from us. Kombucha Pokemon is, is something that needs to happen. Oh, it's called Trubbish. <laughs> it's kombucha is trash. There's uh, a there's now a tea Pokemon, so there definitely will be a kombucha Pokemon next. I'm calling it right now. Uh, you can come back to this timestamp uh, in the podcast in the year 2023 when the next Pokemon game is released. All right, Nintendo, we're gonna have to ask for a cease and desist. You heard it from the from Peter's <laughs> mouth, right? That's our idea. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, and also, uh, I love the fact that uh, the the first child uh, of Justin uh, is forever uh, linked in your head to Charmander. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's actually linked together with Dungeons and Dragons because we were playing with people, and he texted me. He's just like, uh, "Yeah, I can't come. Family emergency." And I was like, "What's <laughs> going on?" <laughs> he was like, hey, "By the way, yeah, it was I, very fun." I remember, I remember when Justin told me, and um, Malden and Steven still make fun of me to to this day that I I did not process the fact that he was going to be a father. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Like, oh, neat. Anyway, <laughs> oh, cool. Brothers. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you about the latest uh, speed run strats in Pokemon Red and Blue that I really got to tell you about right now. <laughs> um. So the other part, something that also pulled us in back when, and this is something that Sarah only got introduced to recently, um, the anime. Mm-hmm. I watched that show aggressively as a child, uh, and that was the only reason to wake up early. <laughs> well, well also, I forgot to say before, by early 2019, there's the last numbers they put out, um, 4 billion downloads of Pokemon Go. Wow. And that literally would have been almost two years ago that was at four billion so fuck yeah i mean that that's repeat downloads because i i really don't i mean do do moms and dads now follow pokemon like uh they do facebook now or just be like oh that's so nice janet got a wiggly tough that's so nice oh good for janet (laughs) Good for Janet. She Barbara, check out my Pikachu I got <laughs> at CVS. Yeah. You know, the Minnesota Charizards are going to clinch the cup this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, I, I don't uh, know the how anime? they work. I imagine it's just downloads, so. Yeah. But still, how many times have you deleted and re- actually never for me, but. Pokemon Go, are you asking? A lot of people have deleted it and re-downloaded um, it. Myself alone, probably 20 times. 
Yeah, that's um, because you probably bought 20 phones between when it came out. <laughs> no, it's because I had an unhealthy obsession with Pokemon Go often where it was um, getting in the way of my, my work, <laughs> have you, to be quite honest. Have you ever seen that uh, picture of that guy who goes around with uh, 20 the bicycle old, On the yeah, bicycle? Yeah. Like with 20 old Samsung Galaxies attached to a battery pack on the back of his bicycle so that he can catch... Uh, you know, 20 uh, mudkips in a row. Right, and not only that, but he could hit every single Pokestop multiple times on his 20 devices on his bicycle. Yeah, I thought that was the most epic photo ever, and I was really tempted to recreate it. Yeah. So this <laughs> this podcast may come out a little bit later. We're going to push back. So uh, just to stay current, oh, it's so sad when he got hit by that truck and died. So this is <laughs> shout out to him and his... Either that or he just like was driving and went down a manhole. Um, like, excuse me. If you're trying to make fun of this gentleman, he is my superhero. I mean, it's super nice. But if you're riding on like if I rode a bike in the city for 15 minutes, I'd have like three less vertebrae. <laughs> well, without like, looking at, at Pokemon Go, just, yeah. just riding a bike. If yeah. you if you had him a champ, he could stop a bus. If you had a Blastoise, he could surf <laughs> over the sewer. If you had uh, a Pikachu, he could flash his way down the sidewalk. So uh, <laughs> tell me, Dave, how is this old man going to die when he has so many Pokemon friends? Check well, it, mate. Most old men that use Flash end up in jail. <laughs> uh, anyway, with the anime, it is the most successful video game adaptation with over 20 seasons, 1,000 episodes, and, and uh, it's been released in 169 countries. Nice. I love, I love it. I love the anime. I can't tell you, like, that anime has made me cry. I haven't seen the whole thing yet, but it's made me cry so many times. Uh, too many times that I, I, I'm, um, you know, comfortable sharing. <laughs> bye bye, Butterfree. That, but, I was going to say the Butterfree episode, I couldn't, like, I, I used a whole box of tissues in that one. <laughs> Jerking off so hard to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know it, baby. Yeah. So Butterfree was getting that good old pink. <laughs> <laughs> The pink good good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there are 23 animated films. And of course, one live action. Uh, Detective what? Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in the U.S. box office, the Pokemon, the first movie, was an instant commercial success. It debuted at number one and earned $10.1 million on the Wednesday opening day, which is super weird that it came out on a Wednesday. And there was even a, a phrase coined from this release. The day Pokemon was referred to, uh, the, the day Pokemon was released was referred to as Pokeflu because so many children missed school. The next day. The film. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the biggest animated opening film for any film history in the history of Warner Brothers. Wow. Still. Can I, and the uh... Pokemon, the first movie, made $85,744,662. Uh, uh, came out in November of 1999. Can I, can I tell you my uh, Pokemon, the first movie story? Love to hear it. Um, I was, um, obviously, uh, a child could not drive, uh, needed my parents to, to come to the theater with me. So it was, uh, me, my dad, my mom, and my brother. Um, solid I, squad though. Those yeah. are all some of my favorite people. I, um, 
I had just gotten to um, the next stage in Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, so it was really bittersweet to, to pry myself away from the N64, but I had to see Pokemon the first movie. Of course. Um, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's not as impressive because now I remember that my mom and my dad both got one of the promo cards as well. But I remember entering there with, um, you know, there were four promo cards, uh, Pikachu, mm -hmm. Dragonite, um, I think Electabuzz, and Mewtwo. Mewtwo, yeah. I wanted a Mewtwo so bad. So uh, we all opened up our, our booster packs. None of us got a Mewtwo. And then I was just going through the theater talking to kids, not watching the movie. I grabbed my brother's uh, promo card. I grabbed my parents' promo cards. And I, I traded all these useless Pokemon for four Mewtwo's. I left that theater with four Mewtwo's. <laughs> and uh, and I, I still think that's my uh, ultimate uh, trainer experience. Wheeling, dealing. Wheeling and dealing these these chump Pokemon for a legendary with base stats that are hitherto unknown. I mean, Mewtwo is still a, a, a contender for uh, strongest Pokemon to this very day. So Stem cells, the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Republicans hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pro-life and anti-Mewtwo. <laughs> but uh, so Pokemon, the first movie made that much. Detective Pikachu made... Uh, 144 million um, came out July 12th of 2019. Did not see Just, that one. It really I enjoyed it. You got it. It's on Netflix right now. You got to check it out. I but, was I was watching it while I had a fever and I was trying to get into it and I fell asleep instead. So fevers I, I will help. say that like I, I was a little bit disturbed by how furry the pokemon seemed because like i'm so used to them being like cartoony and, and not having like legitimate fur but i was like a little bit disturbed by how furry pikachu was and i'm like i don't know if that's making me uncomfortable or just making me realize that he's actually a rat <laughs> yeah but if he was like silky smooth and like greasy it would be even weirder yeah but like i just don't know how i feel it. about pokemon Look. being live action I'm, i don't i just don't know if i'm okay with it <laughs> I liked it. I was I was okay with that. What I wasn't okay with was the fact that the main character did not like Pokemon, and that is absolutely uh, opposite to the you know everybody in the Pokemon world loves Pokemon, right? Mm -hmm. That's what makes the Pokemon world so good. The economy is based off of Pokemon. Everybody loves Pokemon. Everybody wants to talk to you about Pokemon. It's everyone the, eats Pokemon. Everybody eats Pokemon. Everybody uh, breathes Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think Pokemon can consent. So, uh, Ash's mom. No problem there. No problem there. No problem uh, there. Pokemon animated films have made an estimated world total 88 trillion yen, which in the end in US dollars, this is just in Japan, by the way, uh, ends up being one trillion forty two million dollars. Wow. That's only in Japan how much the animated films have made. Wow. And then from there, there's two full length TV specials and 27 Pikachu shorts made on the movie side. How many uh, CDs 
of uh, good old Pokemon songs, are there? Only one that matters, man, to be a master. <laughs> to be a master. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, the only other thing I have is the card game, which has reached new heights recently in the collector's market. Uh, but it was originally published in October of 1996 by the company Media Factory in Japan. Initially, it was published by Wizards of the Coast in the U.S., and then the Pokemon company, once they formed um, something that was beyond the different dev companies and something more to handle their merchandising, uh, took over in June of 2003. As of March 2020, Pokemon trading card game has sold over 30.4 billion cards worldwide. Wow. Um, the other number on September of 2017, there were 74 car uh, sets of Pokemon. Since then, a lot have been released. Collectively, then in 2017, I couldn't find recent numbers. There were 6,959 different cards in the Japanese set and 9,110 cards in the English set. I mean, they're all so beautiful, too. I love Pokemon cards uh, just for their art, really. It's just... Exactly. Oh, man. And, and I mean, that, that again, was just, like, bringing my collection to a whole new level. Like, uh, you know, games were, you know, those Pokemon would come and go as I just wanted to beat the game over and over and over and over again. Yep. But the cards would stay with me. I, I mean, they're they're chewed up. Because, you know, my brother would, like, chew on them when he was younger. <laughs> um, they're, they're, beat, they're beat up. Um, they have my, my sister's handwriting on them because she, she would practice writing on them. Um, they're worth nothing anymore because of how beat up they are. But they're mine. And they'll, you know, they'll be with me when I die. And then my children might be able to sell them to a, uh, you know... A person on the side of the road in a in a magical cart for millions of dollars and become rich. A Peter enthusiast. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody very into Peter uh, paraphernalia. What was your first holographic? Uh, that was a base set, uh, first edition Polyrath. Damn. Got stolen Mine. from me the very next day. Oh my god. Mine was not first edition. It was just base set Alakazam. That's a good one. That's one of your favorites too, Dave, right? One of my favorites. Yeah, because his head's a pentagram. <laughs> also, interesting news. The artist has recently released that Kadabra can once again be uh, I read that art, today. So super interesting. But Yeah, Yuri Geller yep. said that uh, his likeness can be used for um, what was it? Specifically Kadabra? Yep. Okay. He was the only one that he kept from. Uh, so Kadabra has not been printed in a while. So, I mean, a very long time. Yeah. Which is crazy. I don't know how the card game works. If you know, because I know they have Alakazam and Mega Alakazam and everything, but I don't know how you get there. But uh, Pokemon cards are going crazy right now. So a Charizard selling in a PSA ten, uh, first edition cards are going for over ten grand. Okay. Uh, I was all... looking to buy a car, but I think I'll just buy a Charizard instead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, still, to this day, the most expensive sale of a Pokemon card, and the rarest Pokemon card, is the Pikachu Illustrator card. 
which um, is the rarest card in circulation. It could only be received by winners of the 1998 Koro Koro Comic Illustration Contest. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was only a handful of winners. That card is worth a minimum of $50,000 right now. Oh, wow. And was sold in the past two years for over $200,000. It went for, in the end, the profit that was made was $244,000. So I could buy like a decent house with that kind of money. Yeah, it's a quarter of a million dollars for one Pokemon card. Because like a kid drew like a good Eevee. (laughs) Now... Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's act. No, no, no. That's a different card entirely. There's like a uh, Pikachu's birthday card where yep. somebody had to write their name. It's uh, it's got a blank space for somebody to write their name. Yeah. Okay. That that's not the card I'm thinking of. Then no, this one it's based. It's called the Pikachu Illustrator, and it's like like a storyboard with somebody drawing a Pikachu on it. Okay. And it was a Japanese only card. Okay. I mean, shit. I wish I was Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was Japanese. I wish I could draw good, and I wish I was in that contest. Yeah. I remember uh, submitting my uh, Pikachu drawings to two two things. Uh, One was uh, the Beckett Pokemon Collector Magazine. Nice. They did not publish me. Bullshit. And the, the second Not- one was uh, the D.A.R.E. program where I submitted oh, yeah. my magnum opus, Pikachu on Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I – oh, my god. I got first place. Are I got you a, serious? I got a gift card and a shirt. Do you still have the picture? No. <laughs> Fuck. It's so gone. I could recreate it. it I was, would love for you to recreate it because I'm like, we I, we worked hard to get logos and all the stuff for it, but all we needed was Pikachu on drugs. So, so yeah, the 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 first picture was a, pic, a picture of Pikachu, um, as cute as a button, and the next picture was a, pic, a picture of Pikachu that was like uh, splattered with mustard and ketchup, <laughs> <laughs> as most people with drugs are. Yeah. So, oh, you definitely on drugs. You're covered in condiments. <laughs> uh, You're a wet mustard boy. <laughs> Clean yourself up. Or are you doing cocaine? <laughs> oh man, many how many pot have you done? You've done a weed. <laughs> I know. You've done a weedle. Ah, <laughs> oh, a little bit of X defense. <laughs> some protein <laughs> and that rare candy mm. uh yeah he cut that up with a credit card and you snort it <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah so that's pokemon yeah as a whole uh i'm super excited to start this journey i imagine once we get to like i'm gonna say like Ammonite. We're gonna be like, Ugh, but <laughs> I right love Ammonite. Really? Do you yeah. Think Ammonite to Amistar transition is basically he went to Hot Topic and got some little spikes for his shell. I, uh, I mean, he doesn't choose who he gets to evolve into. I mean, that's just that's just coded into his genes. But he can be whatever he wants to be. 
That's right, it, Dave. Don't be judgmental. It just seems no. I just mean from the art standpoint, it just seems a little uneventful because you go from Kabuto to Kabutops, which is like holy shit. Like he's like, I am knives for hands. I'll well, fuck you up. And then Amistar is just kind of like my arms got longer and my head spiky. I mean, two things I can tell you about uh, the the fossil Pokemon right off the bat is that you, you get them on the the same island that Blaine is, the fire gym leader. I mean, they're uh-huh. only level 30, but uh, they can slap. Though they sure can. I and mean, you got rock moves and water moves. Both strong against fire Pokemon. I think you're really only going to get your, your water moves right off the bat. But um, I think in uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, um, they're used in the speedrun strats. So, I mean, we'll get back into that. I might be wrong uh, by the time we get to Kabuto and Kabutops and Am- Amonite and Amistar. But, I mean... It's still world by then. There's a... Sp- <laughs> There's a spot for every mon, and there's a there's something good to learn from every mon, and I, I and I, that's what I like about uh, your idea, Dave, and uh, our 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 journey is that I think we can make every Pokemon shine. Yeah, they can all feel special. Well, they all have shiny versions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we have a a bunch of Pokemon shiny V. Japanese uh, packs to open up, um, which is a good thing to do tonight. So I cannot wait to open those cards. So, so that's my segue to end. Wait, the first episode. Wait, what are you guys doing? So we we uh, recently imported the most recent anniversary set, the 25th anniversary set of Pokemon cards, and they have shiny versions of the Pokemon and like a marbleized kind of a holographic final card oh my god and the reason we want it because of the name of our uh, podcast is because they have shiny ditto v and shiny ditto v max cards that's beautiful so i we're, we're all after the big blue blobs yeah <laughs> i the the only time i really got right back into collecting the pokemon cards was uh for uh, a couple of years back, they they were releasing a new box every month. Oh yeah, the generations. Yeah, I was really into that, and that was, was the too. only time I got back into the Pokemon card collecting. I was also unemployed, so hey, it all goes hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, Dave and I are oh, super into, into uh, collecting these cards, and and we've gotten so extreme that we're actually starting to build a live decks of Pokemon cards. And yeah. we're choosing all of our favorite Pokemon card arts to build this live decks of all the Pokemon, which is going to take forever. Um, but we have well over a thousand cards to sift through and just like organize. And, and lately I've actually organized them into to types. And when I mean types, I mean like fairy type, like all this kind of yeah. like, you know, like deep typing that, that, yeah, that came in, like came in later generations. And I'm just really excited to see like what we can put together with this thing. Yeah, I can't wait to show you my binder of cards too. Oh, I can't wait. We'll again. put them up on the Instagram too. Yeah. I want to see the special Peter editions of those. I'm still trying to find my Alakazam, my first uh, holographic, and when I do, it'll it'll pop up there too. Nice. But uh, yeah. So this was the first episode of the Daycare Dittos. Uh, the the Pokemon 
podcast named because we fuck. <sighs> and then fucking rules as, yeah, that's called self-promotion. But um, yeah. yeah, anyone want to sign off with anything? Yeah, if anybody has a uh, hoopa, uh, a hoopa in their uh, game and they want to give it to me so that I can give it to my good pal Alec, uh, let me know. <laughs> and this is in Sword and Shield? I don't know. I I guess any any version, really. I'll, I'll figure out a way to get to him. He's It's the only thing missing from his entire living decks of every single Pokemon. Oh, that is so impressive. Yeah. So Hoopa. I, Hoopa. I, anybody has a Hoopa? Is that, it Hooper, but you're just being doing like a good Boston accent? Yeah. All right. So if you guys find a Hooper, please... He's literally holding a hula hoop. Yeah. Just like my last name. Kaipa. Does, <laughs> does he become like the Stargate? Yes. Is that, that one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know who we're talking about. Did I All right. did I get it wrong? What's his oh, name? You got it right. You got it right. It's okay. No, his name is Hoopa. Okay. <laughs> um, so next week we will be discussing Pokemon 001, 002, and 003. The Sores, Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur. I'm pretty I'll, pumped. I'll tell you about my sores. Ooh. <laughs> I'll get some lotion for those. <laughs> uh, and with that, go and uh, catch some shit. Yeah, have know. fun. As, as we if go you, on, we'll find something to say at the end. If there's any, if there's any Pokemon you've never played, go play it. It's a good one. It's probably one of the best. I'll come into playing Red and Blue. One, one or one or the other. I'll teach you all of the little exploits you can do in that game. Oh, I can't wait. All right. (laughs) Bye.